Welcome to Non-Toxic Pursuits, a show for chemically conscious babes to learn from experts and peers about non-toxic lifestyle and holistic wellness topics. I'm your host, Laura Ellers, nutritionist and health coach for the chemically conscious and founder of laurasnaturallife.com. Now on to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to a solo episode. Today, we're talking about public enemy number one and my personal enemy number one, which is synthetic fragrance. Now, hold on to your hats if you think you already know everything about synthetic fragrance or if you don't think that it's a big deal and you still want to use it anyway, because I bet you're not going to want to use it when this is over. Anyways, these type of episodes, I really, really strive hard to make them a balance between informing and opening your eyes to the dangers of these types of things and keeping it light and not fear-based. So that's something that I'm always striving to keep a balance of. It can be kind of hard because these things are really scary. Um, But again, this is always a no judgment zone. Um, So please don't feel like um, a terrible person or anything when you hear these type of episodes. If you are general, if you just had no idea that these were an issue or you still choose to use them, of course, your choice is your choice. But um, I feel like it's my job to educate and share these kind of things so that you guys really can make the best choices possible. Um, I I am a non-toxic living coach to the chemically conscious woman. So if you're here, I'm guessing you are a chemically conscious woman and you are ready for some fragrance education. Anyways, so in my mind, synthetic fragrance and even some potentially natural fragrance is my personal enemy and I think public enemy number one just because it's literally in everything and most people love it. They buy things because they smell good. They associate a certain smell with being clean or being beautiful or sensual and it just has all these positive mental associations with it when in fact it's nothing but negative. So... A synthetic fragrance is, in my mind, when you see the word fragrance or parfum, um, anything like that on an ingredient label, I want you to immediately think chemical crap storm. (laughs) And that's because in the United States, at least, we allow companies to disguise what they're using for ingredients. So the U.S. doesn't require that companies disclose the ingredients they use to create a fragrance cocktail and just lets them get away with putting fragrance or perfume on the ingredient label. They consider it to be a trade secret, so they don't need to disclose that. So my personal definition of fragrance is that it's a catch-all term that can simply mean a big cocktail of toxic chemicals combined to create a single scent. Now, the scariest part of this is that most or many of these chemicals have never even been tested for safety. Um, There can be up to 3,000 possible chemicals that they can use for it. 
but estimated that about 95% of them that create fragrances are petrochemicals, many of which are listed as hazardous waste by the Environmental Protection Agency. And people are literally slathering this on their bodies, um, diffusing them in their homes with candles or wall air diffusers, putting them on their laundry so that they're literally breathing it in and it's going into their clothes all day long. So want to poison an entire community of human beings? Put fragrance in everything. I don't know whose great idea that was, but it's not a great idea at all. (laughs) Um, So some of the potential ingredients in a fragrance cocktail are acetaldehyde, um, BHA, BHT, benzenes, all sorts of scary stuff. Formaldehyde is often in there. Lots of parabens, lots of phthalates. And what's really scary about the phthalates is that a lot of times phthalates are contaminated with a chemical called 1,4-dioxane, which is possibly one of the most carcinogenic chemicals on the planet. So don't know if you're convinced yet, but some of the dangers of being exposed to these types of chemicals include a bunch of different allergies. They are allergens. They're respiratory irritants. They um, are linked with kidney damage, liver, and breast cancer. They decrease sperm motility. So if you are... Uh, trying to get pregnant and you can't, perhaps this could be a factor. Of course, there's a million factors, but perhaps it could be a factor. Now, these are also really well-known endocrine-disrupting chemicals. So keep in mind, it's not like you're going to smell them one time and your hormones are going to be out of whack. Remember, it is the daily exposure, each layer of the onion adding on top of the other that creates these hormonal issues. So again, hormonal issues can lead to all sorts of things. Um, It can trigger asthma, headaches, migraines, dizziness, prolonged exposure or extreme exposure to these type of chemicals can trigger multiple chemical sensitivity, which may never go away for some people. And you will just potentially always be chemically sensitive for the rest of your life. Now, for me personally, these types of chemicals actually trigger neurological issues in addition to, you know, having like a tight chest and feeling dizzy and having a headache. I actually can have like some visual disturbances or feel off balance, feel some like burning and tingling in my hands and my mouth. And so it's not something where it's like, oh, it's just a minor inconvenience. It really does make it difficult to function on a basic level. Like for a lot of us with multiple chemical sensitivity, we can't even walk past that aisle of the laundry ter- laundry detergents in the grocery store or in Target or what have you because it just triggers so many issues. And then, of course, it's hard to maintain friendships because it's really hard to ask your friends not to wear their perfume around you. And if they do you know, they're okay not wearing their perfume around you, 
you can't, it's like, it's, how are you going to be like, oh, and also your deodorant and your shampoo and your hair styling products and your laundry detergent. Uh, like it's just impossible. So personally, if I were president, I would probably just outlaw synthetic fragrance in general for everyone across the board and the world would be a happier, less toxic place. So keep in mind, fragrance is literally in everything. Makeup, skincare, hair care, soap, lotions, uh, laundry products are a huge one, deodorant, home fragrance. So of course, anything that you put on your body, I think is probably priority number one to get rid of. Priority number two would be laundry. And three, I just don't think you should, you don't need home fragrance in general. And if you do want home fragrance, there are healthier ways to go about that. So I'll get into that in a minute. So my advice is for literally any product that you are interested in or that you buy, check the ingredient list to see if there's fragrance, perfume, anything that implies that there's a scent to it. And unless you are very clear that it is scented naturally, don't buy it. You don't need that in your life and you deserve better. Now, if you can't find an ingredient list, to me, this is a red flag. And if a company is not putting their ingredients on their packaging, it may not be on the actual product, say if it's like a lipstick or a makeup product, but probably on the outer packaging. If you can't find packaging, that's a red flag. If you can go, can't go on the company's website and find the ingredients, that's a red flag. It's probably full of junk. Um, companies that are using clean ingredients are more than happy to share their ingredient list with you. Always feel free to contact the company for the ingredient list. And if you're unclear if the product is scented naturally or not, say for instance, it does say fragrance with like an asterisk and says naturally sourced fragrance or something like that, or you believe that the company is clean, but it lists fragrance or perfume in the ingredient list, definitely contact the company and ask what the ingredients are in that fragrance cocktail. Which leads me to another ingredient type question, which is isolated fragrance compounds or isolated fragrance extracts. So a lot of companies will be using these instead of essential oils and instead of fragrance. And I personally do avoid these. For the most part, uh, these ones are like such a weird gray area for me because some of them do smell natural and some of them smell pretty synthetic. So if it does smell natural to me, then I will use it if it's a product I really want to use. Um, otherwise, I generally avoid them. And if it smells synthetic, then I pretty much assume that it is synthetic. I definitely do think that they are better than synthetic fragrances. But I think we should still be cautious with them because from the research that I've done from uh, organic or natural perfumers, perf perfume makers, and cosmetic chemists is that they're so hard to be purely extracted without being contaminated that it's likely that a lot of them are not pure or natural and that a lot of them may look like they're natural, but are really synthetically made or could be contaminated. So I think it's kind of one of those, you need to do a sniff test. And especially if you're a sensitive sniffer and trust what your body's telling you, if it seems synthetic or if it really does seem like it's natural. 
So if you're wondering what these isolated fragrance oils are, it's basically like taking one tiny, tiny molecule, extracting it from an essential oil or something else, but usually an essential oil. And so that sounds like it's natural, but the process can be tricky and therefore lead to contamination. You'll see them on an ingredient list like citronellol or draniol or limonene. And um, the EU, which you know has way better regulations than we do, does require them to be labeled separately if they're in higher concentrations. And also, if you were to look up each of these fragrance extract oil compounds, whatever you're going to call them, on the EWG Skin Deep, they would range from a three to a seven. So each one is a little bit less toxic than the other one. Some only rate a three and some are pretty high up there at a seven. So they're also not a one size fits all ingredient. If you are a big fragrance junkie and you're not ready to give up fragrance yet, this could be a good transition ground for you. Because they are easier to find perfumes that contain these rather than just essential oils until you find an essential, a pure essential oil perfume product that you really love, or maybe you never do. And then these are just um, kind of your compromise ground. So remember how I was saying this is kind of a tricky gray area ingredient I actually did a video on a perfume company that I thought was organic and natural. And it was actually from you guys that I learned that I needed to research this more because a lot of you guys were like, these fragrance compounds or extracts are not considered safe in the EU and you should probably look into them more. And I have done more research on them and I've come to believe that they are a type of ingredient that I personally want to avoid and would advise avoiding, but they could be a good middle ground. They could be safe, but they also could be contaminated with other things depending on the processing. So just keep that in mind. So some easy switches for you when you are looking for products. (laughs) When it comes to fragrance, none is the best policy. I truly don't understand why it's so hard to find completely scented free products. And in some ways I do because several years ago, way before I even started YouTube, I was on a mission to create my own hair care styling products because I couldn't find anything that was fragrance free, natural, and that worked because Oh, here's another slight tangent, but it is important. A lot of fragrance-free products will use a masking ingredient. So it's basically like a scent ingredient in the toxicity, but it masks the other sense of the other ingredients that actually are used to create the scent or create the product and just gives it like a blank no scent, if that makes any sense sense and sense. So many, so many cents in different senses here. I apologize. I hope that makes sense. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I feel like I need better synonyms. I need a thesaurus here, you guys. Anyways. So when I was trying to formulate that, I still kind of in the back of my mind, feel like I need to go back to this because I'm still not loving what I'm trying out there. And I feel like we could do better somehow, some way, but the natural ingredients don't have like the best smell to them. And so I actually did use, I think an orange essential oil to scent one product because I just couldn't stand the smell of shea butter. And that was what I found that worked in that product. But in my mind, I'm like, 
well, you should have just found something other than shea butter that had the consistency you wanted if you didn't want to smell shea butter. So I do think even in green beauty, even in natural and organic beauty, there's way more scenting, even with just pure essential oils that are safe than there needs to be. It's almost impossible to find hair products that are unscented. And uh, I'm trying to think. I think hair products are kind of the biggest offender. Usually most makeup in green beauty is not scented, which I really, really appreciate. So makeup skincare, I just feel like there's absolutely no reason for you to have any synthetic fragrance in there at all. And skincare, you are going to find some essential oils because essential oils do have skincare properties. So for me, it's always like a balance of do the essential oils have a reason to be in here or are they just superfluous? So that's just my thoughts on makeup skincare. I Now there are essential oils that do amazing things for the skin, frankincense and blue tansy and things like that. So soap, again, here, feel free. If you want something scented in the shower, go for pure essential oils. There's so many brands out there that scent with healthy ingredients, like 100% pure, uh, cosmetology, Schmitz now has soap. There's EO, Everyone Products. There's Flourish, which I love. Oh, I just had one in my mind that I lost it. Oh, Dr. Browner's, obviously. Lots of really safely scented products for your shower, body scrub, etc. No need to go synthetic on those. Hand lotion, same deal. And deodorant, deodorant is like a whole nother podcast episode, let's be real. Um, But deodorant, absolutely no need for synthetic fragrance in there. Those essential oils are definitely strong enough to keep you smelling good. And you don't need that in, in your pits, especially, which are right next to your boob tissue. So that's just my two cents on the deodorant. Now, when it comes to baby products, absolutely no freaking way put synthetic fragrance on your baby in your house near your baby. Just don't do it. Um, synthetic fragrance is actually in a lot of diapers. If your diapers smell like something, don't use them. Like I just, I am so shocked at how many diapers have fragrance in them. I would never have guessed that. It's so disgusting. And then um, laundry detergents, even ones that are listed for babies, have fragrance in them. Most people, I think, are using a free and clear version these days, but some are actually not. So always be sure to check your ingredients. When it comes to home fragrance... I know a lot of people love home fragrance. I did not grow up using home fragrance. I find home fragrance to be just so offensive if it's synthetic, but I do understand why people use it. And I'm so glad that there are alternatives. So your regular candles, your Bath and Body Works candles, just get rid of them. Just do it. Um, your wall plugins, pretty much anything from Bath and Body Works ever, is, is a definite no-go if you are wanting to live a non-toxic lifestyle and steer clear of toxic chemicals in your home. But you've got a couple of options. So option number one is candles. There are some candle companies that do use a clean wax because wax is another issue and do scent with essential oils. 
Woodlot is the one that is top of mind for me. But I also just discovered this brand uh, from my friend Davida from The Healthy Maven. It's called Sage Wellness, and it looks like their candles are pretty pure and high quality as well. Although I believe some green beauty boutiques like Integrity and uh, Detox Market, Eco Diva Beauty, Choosy Chick, etc. have some other ones, just of course, definitely be sure to check those ingredients because sometimes they are sneaky in there, especially with those isolated fragrance compounds, which to me would be a greenwashed product, but depending on the boutique's requirements for what ingredients they allow in their boutique may or may not slide in or not. And again, it's kind of one of those gray area ingredients. So always check the ingredients, even if it's from a place that you trust. I do have a whole video just on candles. I'd prefer to see people just not use candles in general and use essential oils because I'm just like not a hundred percent sure that burning an essential oil at a hot heat is safe. I feel like it does something to the essential oil makeup and possibly turns it carcinogenic. I guess I haven't done enough research on that to say that's a fact. Um, but I don't know. It just, for me, I've never been a candle person. And so I'd rather just use an essential oil diffuser myself. So you've got clean candles and you've also got essential oil blends. So essential oil blends are probably going to be your most customizable choice. And I know a lot of people think essential oils are pretty expensive. They don't have to be expensive, but you do want to make sure that you're getting a high quality, pure essential oil. I probably wouldn't recommend getting them at the grocery store. I just, there are so few brands that I trust. I do think the doTERRA and the the Young Living are probably fine to diffuse. I'm not one or the other. Like I don't sell one or the other. I, I have bought both. I used to have an account with Young Living. But then I found Mountain Rose Herbs and their essential oils are organic. They're high quality. They're not an MLM. So there's no markup and a lot of them come in different sizes and they're so, so, so affordable. Like it doesn't even compare to the Young Living and doTERRA prices. The only thing is they only have single oils. They don't have blends. So you would have to make your own blends or you could just buy blends from either of the MLMs. So again, they wouldn't have any of those other cool essential oil products like say the Thieves Lozenges or the On Guard. Uh, what, is, what am I trying to say? Hand sanitizer, anything like that. So that you'd still need to go through those other companies for. Another company that I love for essential oils is WellScent, but those are more for like wellness grade oils for treatment, but they do have some other ones that you can diffuse as well. So for instance, some of the ones are pretty comparable to Young Living or doTERRA. I think the lemon here, I've got it pulled up on my computer. Lemon is $7.00. Their lavender oil is $12.75 and frankincense, which I think is like $70 or $80 from Young Living is $37.50. Young, who am I talking about? (laughs) Mountain Rose Herbs does not know who I am. I'm not an affiliate with them or anything, but I buy from them a lot. And you can always create your own scents with your diffuser, just Pinterest, like fall scents, essential oils, and you'll get so many different recipes. And you can just have a lot of fun customizing the kind of scent that you want. And then from there, you've got your diffuser options. You've got the candle option, like where you put the oil in a metal thing, and then you put a tea light underneath. And so the heat's directly on the essential oil. 
which I would not recommend. Heat can kind of damage your oils and um, turn them into something that maybe not be quite as healthy. And then also there's the whole open flame thing. And I find that it just uses a ton of oil that, and you're just going through oil and wasting it. So your other options are the regular kind where you like mix it with water, ultrasonic, I think it's called. And the other one is nebulizing, which doesn't use water at all. And there are pros and cons to both of them. It's totally personal choice, um, whatever you like. Some of my favorite body products that are scented, because sometimes I know you guys want to smell good on your skin or want to use a product that smells good. It just enhances the experience. Uh, 100% Pure has such an array of scents. Um, Some of my favorite, I love their coconut. They're orange, they're grapefruit, but I'm more of a citrusy person in general. And let me see what some of these other scents are here. I know some people really, really love their vanilla scent. It smells very like sweet and cakey almost, like cake batter, not cakey as in like something bad. I feel like laundry products and deodorant are the hardest when it comes to these things other than home fragrance. So in terms of deodorant, it's definitely a hit or miss on based on what deodorant works for you. The deodorant that works the best for me is Primally Pure deodorant, but there are plenty of other great brands out there. There's Schmitz, there's Primally Pure. I will leave a link to my deodorant video. And then for laundry products, I actually have a whole separate laundry video all about the chemicals in conventional laundry products from laundry detergents, including brightening detergents and dryer sheets and stuff like that. Dryer sheets definitely are an offender here as well. And so I have a lot of different options for you guys. But when it comes to dryer sheets, you can just easily trade those out for wool dryer balls. And if you do want a scent to your clothes, you can always put a couple of drops of your favorite pure essential oil on them. I generally don't, but sometimes I add a little lime. Now that we have a baby, I don't do anything, but I used to add some lime or lavender or mix it up. And then when it comes to laundry detergents, there are so many options. There's powder, there's liquid, and you can really choose what you want. There are so many that work well out there that don't have fragrance. And so definitely check out that video as well. Anyways, I would love to know where you guys stand with synthetic fragrance. So definitely head over to the Facebook group. I love to continue these conversations over there. Let me know what kind of products you're using that still have synthetic fragrance that you can't give up. And hopefully um, someone in the group can help you out there, or maybe I will have a recommendation for you as well. Let me know what kind of reactions you have with synthetic fragrance. And then my actionable tip for you for this podcast is to get rid of synthetic fragrance in your life for one month. You don't have to throw away the products. Just don't use them. Put them in a separate bag, seal it up tight, put it in the back of a closet or in your garage or somewhere where you're not going to smell it because that stuff is potent and fragrance is actually designed to linger. I forgot to say this. So fragrance is designed to linger, which means that a laundry detergent, that fragrance is designed to be left behind. A perfume, that's why you can smell it when somebody leaves the room 10 minutes later. It's designed to stay in the air anywhere that it goes. So definitely triple seal that bag, get it out of the way, and don't use anything with synthetic fragrance for one month. Then I challenge you, 
If you are missing it, if you're not missing it, just let it be and move on with your non-synthetic fragrance-free life. And But if you are missing it, I challenge you to try it and see if you notice any physical reactions because I can almost guarantee that you will have some sort of physical irritation from it. A lot of times when people get rid of chemicals in their life, they actually find that their bodies react to them later on. And that's a good thing because before your body was just suppressing that reaction by having so many layers of chemicals on it that it didn't even know what to do with that anymore. Now that the synthetic fragrance is out of your body, your body's actually able to react and show you, hey, this is not safe for me. Listen to me and get rid of it. So that is my challenge for you. Definitely head over to the Facebook group. I'd love to hear from you in there. Thank you so much for listening. Would totally make my day if you leave me a review and a rating and iTunes, and I will see you guys in the next podcast. Thanks so much.